Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome to another beautiful, glorious day that we get to wake up to. I am delighted to have this special time with you and to share and celebrate another amazing individual with you. It is so beautiful to have a space and a place and a vocation that allows me to purely see more of myself in all those individuals that I get to celebrate. And in this fast-paced world where we are bombarded with technology, it is so easy to forget, to say out loud to those around us how we feel, to appreciate them, to be interested in them, to listen to those that are around us, or even listen to ourselves and the thoughts that go through our minds and out of our mouths. This is an opportunity in time for us to remember that connection is far more than simply our social media apps, although they can be beneficial and they can support us in connecting and reaching out and touching others. There are ways that we don't want to forget that allow us to intimately connect and allow others in our lives to truly understand how important they are to us and to truly be that change in the world that we wish to see. I have a beautiful guest with me today, Robin Spiesman. She's the author of Loving Out Loud, and she is an award-winning New York Times bestselling author, a popular keynote speaker, and she's appeared in the media for over three decades, including NBC's Today Show more than 30 times. She has written a delightful, powerful, beautiful book, which brings us back to the simple truths of what it means to be in our humanity, to touch one another through our hearts, our words, our presence, and to remember that that is the utmost, uh, most important piece and part of us that has to start each and every day. We're going to talk about her new book, Loving Out Loud, and this book is going to be like a roadmap to life. It's, it's about living life well, being in a place of fullness and fulfillment, about celebrating how the power of your generous thought and word and loving kindness can be transformative not only to the person that you are with or speaking to, but to yourself as well. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome you, Robin, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you so much, Simran. I'm very honored to be on your show. I want to start off with a small passage from your book so that individuals can kind of ground into where we are going today. Loving Out Loud begins with the ability to say yes, to take a risk without delay. That means starting with a positive thought and building a new habit or even righting a wrong to get back on track. Negative feelings take up so much of our emotional real estate. Make room for more feel-good thoughts. Share your feelings, and this might make you feel vulnerable and uneasy. However, the upside is that when you do, you will reap the rewards that loving out loud can manifest. Light up someone's life and brighten someone's day. This is a really powerful, simple but powerful message that you are putting out into the world, and it couldn't come at a better time. Uh, Because it is easy to get sidetracked by the busyness that we have in our world, the seriousness that takes place, the news, 
the uh, social media apps that kind of distract us, and all the many things that we have to do in our day, whether we are a man or a woman, whether we're young or elderly, there's so much that's bombarding us that it is easy to forget, uh, to take a moment to really speak out loud the things that we're thinking because people cannot read our minds. Is this something that you grew up learning how to do or is this something uh, that you established as a culture for yourself uh, later on in life, Robin? Well, it's a great question because so many of us have grown up being able to emote, express our feelings, but that doesn't always mean that we're great at it or someone else hears us or we're very effective. I grew up in a very loving out loud environment and home with two parents who were very generous with their love and their their praise and feelings. And over the years, um, we bonded. I just adored my parents. And, and losing both of them in the last five years, a year apart, I grieved deeply. And so mm. when we think about life, we think about there's so many ways we love out loud. In this case, with grief, and I cried, I learned that crying was the profound voice we give to a loss and that it's okay to cry, to understand that that means that we experience something so great that we couldn't even put words on it. We give the voice of crying. I learned in my life, having been loved out loud, how empowering it is, how amazing it is. But if we don't spill that love back into others, we can't even honor how we were loved and the power of being able to share that feeling. It's not romantic. It's not, it's love being a verb. It's not a noun. As Donna Markova said in the foreword of Loving Out Loud in my book. And I think the bottom line is that regardless of how you grew up or you're raised, it might be easy for one of us, hard for another, but it can be also awkward at times. So how do we love out loud? That's, the, that's what we can discuss today and help listeners connect with a better version of themselves and begin this, this journey, which is an amazing, amazing opportunity. It is an amazing opportunity, and there's so many individuals that the word love in itself uh, because of a background or because of a uh, a situation, a lack of love or an in uh, a codependent kind of love. There's so many versions of love out there, Robin, that so often we grow up not knowing how to love in the first place because we never received the love that was intended. Not everyone had the experience that you had. So when we're talking to individuals that are discovering love, in a new way, or coming from the filters of their own love, is this something that is easily learned and also taught to their future generations? Uh, is it a practice that has to be put in place, a habit? How does someone begin if they're not used to loving out loud or did not come from a background like that? That's a wonderful question, and that's what the book is all about. It starts your day off. When you look in the mirror, you wake up. Is your intention to make it a good day? Do you even give it thought, or are you in a hurry rushing to wake up and get to your first appointment or to work or the kids in the carpool? I think the first thing to do is to recognize 
In order to love out loud, you have to slow down a drop. That means spending a little time in a thoughtful way on how you wish to impact your day, your family, the world around you. When you look in the mirror, do you start telling yourself, you look tired, I need a haircut, this is, um, I'm exhausted? Or do you start your day welcoming a smile and saying, let's make it a good day, Robin. You know, this is another turn, another day, and it's an opportunity to to, to feel good and, and spread kindness around you. So when we start out shifting our thoughts from a to-do list, all those errands, all those things, got to check, 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 and we change and shift that to a to-love list, and we make a list of things we love, people we adore, individuals we want to let know that we're thinking of them because perhaps they have an illness, they have, um, they're under the weather, whatever it is. Our day just starts a little bit better and loving out loud begins in a little shift in your mindset as to seeing today as a bright day versus a rainy day and the weather's bad and the traffic's awful and, oh my goodness, I'm late and I have to be there and there and then you're tired. So I want to help you slow down your day and really start shifting your thoughts one thought at a time. And we're going to get into the show. We can start talking about little ways to teach children to be kinder and love out loud, how we can inspire our significant others to love us out loud, and how we can really make a difference. So we can jump into that, but it is something we all can learn and practice. That's why I wrote the book. And there there are a couple of things I want to get back to with what you said. And the first one is the power of a good morning, the power of starting that day off and allowing it to be sacred enough that, that you do take the time, the sacred time and the sacred space to acknowledge the good morning to oneself, to others, to to your plants, to the day, all of those those types of things. That in itself, so often people have trouble establishing a spiritual practice or getting into uh, a routine where they really ground themselves for the day. This in itself could be a spiritual practice the way that you're describing it for those individuals that are in that beginning place or needing to get back into a spiritual practice if they have fallen off, is it not? That's correct, and we're sharing the first introduction of the book is sharing the best of us with the rest of us. It is like a spiritual practice. Very interesting you said that. In fact, yesterday I gave a speech for over 200 women, and at the end of it, you know, for 25 minutes, I'm telling the story of the book, why I wrote it, how it changed my life, and then the next thing I know, there was a standing ovation, And, and I was actually taken aback for a minute, and it was like, one of the women said to me, it wasn't a speech or a lecture, it's an affirmation. It's a way to live life. My husband who read the book, who really inspired it, along with my parents who spilled love in me, and it was a way to honor them to spill that love back into the community and to others and my family. But when we first got married, this was eight years ago, and I was very fortunate um, to find love in this, you know, crazy world of ours. And I, it was an amazing thing because he said, what do you want for Valentine's Day? And I said, how about every morning say something positive and I'll start my morning off with a smile. 
And he said, how about good morning, beautiful? And I was like, wow. He's a man of a few words. And I thought, this is great. So every morning he started saying good morning, beautiful. It could be four in the afternoon. He might text me good morning, beautiful. Or there'd be a post-it note by the cereal bowl or my coffee cup, GMB. And it started creating a dialogue of, of, of reminding each other to think of each other. And it was such a remarkable, powerful phrase because what it did for me was it reminded me that today is a brand new day to love out loud each other and to, and to share it back with him, not just to receive it, but to give it back. So that Valentine gift became a gift where every day is, is really special. And that one phrase became kind of a little language of, 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 of our feelings for each other and, and to make each day great. And when he walks in the house to stop and give him my attention, because I'm excited to see him, happy to see him. So I think we're moving into this world where when we stop, inspire each other with words, with deeds, with, with thoughts, we don't resist a generous thought. My friend H. Jackson Brown said that never resist a generous thought. When we have one, let it out. And even if you feel a little awkward, don't expect anything in return. But feel the joy in sharing that kind word because it is completely life-affirming. Well, and I would imagine that as, as he began sharing that with you, you reciprocated, and the the love, the the sense of heart and feeling and presence just continued to expand. And and it, and in the book, you repeatedly say it's not just about romantic love. This is about friendship love. This is about generational love. This is about uh, connection and presence to people. What did you find took place with that uh, reciprocation? Did it expand um, exponentially? Did it does it in some cases become nonchalant or taken for granted? Because that I think is sometimes what occurs in friendships or relationships that it gets taken for granted. How does that not happen? Oh, well, this is just the whole, the whole focus of this concept, loving out loud, the power of a kind word. This book's mission is to say, when you take it for granted, you're taken for granted. So it's like, Create the life you wish to see. And this generational love you talk about, friendship, it's not just the romantic love. It's how we relate to our grandchildren um, through toys, through um, giving a child candy. No. When you recognize the power of your presence, your presence can become something far more meaningful to share a book from the I Love You Library which is just a few books in a closet, right? But when you take one out, we honor the pages. We don't tear them. We don't rip them. We put one back before we take out the next one because we've read it. We've made it our friend. So when you start living life in these little delicious moments, these little, I think they're microcosms of goodness and kindness, you start recognizing how we can relate to each other better. It's not what did you bring me, it's I brought you me, and how can we have a good time together, and what would you like to do? Let's play and make it a wonderful hour together. Tell me, what are you interested in today? 
and you learn so much from a child. But when we start right, we stay right. So every chapter in this book, whether it's friends, family, um, relatives, um, preserving cherished ones who have left us, whether it's creating new memories, traditions, um, this book dives deeply into how do siblings get along and create loving out loud moments that actually builds a bond, strengthens it. So I think about even in this book, I even learned how to ask someone to be my friend as an adult. And my friend, that the new neighbor that I asked to go to lunch, would you, I, that I'm very interested in getting to know you. I'm interested in them. Instead of, hey, I'm interesting, get to know me. We must refocus on the other person and learn how to thoughtfully speak to each other instead of rapid-fire emoticons and emojis, which have their little place. But you can't reread an emoji with the same feeling you can words. So Do not put kindness on hold. Life well lived, yes. So many people go to their final resting place holding on to words that need to be shared while they're alive. These words include, I love you, I'm sorry, Please forgive me and more. We all mean well, but we get too consumed with life's humdrum routines and many challenges and shared feelings take a back seat. We are here now and have an opportunity to reach out and show love. This is from Robin Spiesman's book, Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word. Each chapter includes short LOL, Loving Out Loud sections that highlight loving thoughts and deeds that are easy to implement in daily life. LOL snapshots offer real-life examples of individuals who are loving out loud in their daily lives. And each chapter concludes with three practical actions that you can take today to jumpstart a kinder, more loving life and world. You can find out more about Robin Spiesman at robinspiesman.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-S-P-I-Z-M-A-N.com. We'll be right back with Robin Spiesman and more Loving Out Loud after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. 
Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. I invite you to definitely go back if you have not and partake of any and all of the archives. There are amazing individuals that are revealed in each segment, and they have such beautiful wisdom and grace to share. So definitely listen in to the many different shows that we have available. In addition, the brand new issue of 1111 Magazine will be out in October, and it is a power-packed one, celebrating a lot of individuals and bringing forth a beautiful Uh, new essence and theme this month. So definitely take a look at that. It is always free on the website, 1111mag.com. Loving Out Loud is a little book, but a big message that you have the power to make a positive impact on someone's day every day. And it isn't nearly as hard as you think. Robin Spiesman has spent her career finding ways to make others happy with gifts and actions, observing how the smallest compliment or remark of appreciation can transform an awkward moment into one of connection and joy. The art of appreciation lets another person know what they are doing right, how much they matter, or what you notice about them that's special. It ties the compliment into their actions, and it ices the cake on how you feel. Your words of appreciation are like a boomerang, returning kindness to you in multitudes of ways. When words are said without ulterior motive or the expectation of something in return. They come across as sincere and filled with good intentions. The receiver is more likely to believe them as you do, and in turn, your loving out loud acknowledgement affects them in a heartfelt way. This is from the book, Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word. You can find out more about Robin at robinspeisman.com. The link is in the bio on the show page, so you can definitely click right through and connect directly to her. Robin, there's so many little nuggets uh, that are here, and it really is a way of life that our times are so in desperate need of, especially when we do look at the news or we do see some of the things that are taking place in the world, uh, and we do recognize you know, the different directions that our youth are being pulled in. Just the simple act of appreciation and gratitude that you point out throughout the book Um, Talk a little bit about how that becomes the beginning part of the practice into discovering how to love out loud and becoming more interested in others as opposed to so much of the self-absorption that exists today. There is a, a lot more of the me, 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 what's in it for me that is 
kind of marketed and put out there, um, that, that looking at it from other perspectives or having that empathy and having that interest in someone else is the way back even more so to ourselves than, than the, the selfie or the, uh, the ability to constantly try to portray who we are um, instead. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. Loving out loud is not Pollyanna or wearing rose-colored glasses or being just nice for the sake of nice, which is still lovely, except the bottom line about loving out loud is really starting to become aware of what's right. Noticing that our brains hear what we're saying um, to ourselves as much as a compliment, what you say to yourself is actually generates positive um, ripples of an effect uh, both emotionally and psychologically and mentally. And it's very critical that we understand what stress truly does to us. And negative thoughts are stressful. I like to look at loving out loud as an exercise. You don't run a marathon, right? Not, Not a marathon. You start with a sprint, a little bit at a time. Try one compliment. Thank you, sweetheart. We're getting home on time. Dinner dinner won't go cold. This is awesome. Instead of, you're always late, but tonight you got home early. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Thinking about how you will be heard. Will your message be received? Or do you want to be just right all the time? Or do you really want to be happy? So, We're going to start with trying to break this down, bite-sized little pieces. Say something positive. Say it to the, you know, say it to the a stranger. Thank you for helping me with my groceries today. I really appreciate it. Try one little thought, letting it out, instead of just thinking it and making it buried in you. Let it out, and then you're paying a little attention to someone. So instead of thinking of it as a compliment, which could be awkward. For many people, thinking about paying attention, observing someone doing something nice, kind, helpful, uh, meaningful, and then notice it out loud. And all of a sudden, you realize that when you notice someone doing something right and you say so, you start to get a little more comfortable with giving your sincere thoughts versus feeling like it's just flattery. Because you're observing someone's specific action. That is loving out loud. And as you start to do it, you notice it not only feels good, you get a little more practice, but it feels great to the person who receives it. So learn how also to be a grateful receiver. Someone gives you a compliment instead of saying, no, 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 no. I don't, you know, look, um, and returning it instantly. Receive it and go, thank you. That was so thoughtful of you to share your thoughts. You really made my day. Being a gracious receiver allows someone to give. Again, that's loving out loud. So this loving out loud is just a way to communicate in a way that it preserves a moment in time. You give a gift to someone, a reflection of something they're doing nice. And you're sharing a better part of yourself by noticing a blessing, someone doing something good. Um, And then we really make a difference. And it's kind of this, whoa, this is like a boomerang. It's 
a wellspring of kindness, a reservoir of something good. So that is what loving out loud is, and it's a very, very special thing. Some people bake it, some garden, and create a beautiful flower arrangement that's loving out loud and delivers it to someone in a senior citizen's home who can accept flowers. And you think about it, loving out loud can be singing, dancing. The book celebrates loving out loud in a lot of ways, but breaks it down to what you can do today for your friend, neighbor, family, sister, brother, significant other, mother, father, grandparent. And it really is a way to change your life. That's beautiful. I I got from what you were saying that the very foundation of a lot of that is learning to be a good listener, learning to be a good listener to the self and one's own thoughts, what they're holding in or what they're allowing to come out, as well as listening to the other person. You have in the book steps to becoming a good listener. Talk about some of those steps and what is required to really attain that ability to be a good listener. Well, it's a great question, Simran, because what happens is we have to first listen to ourselves. Are we negative? Do we re-stress over and over and over the same thought? Do we um, worry to the point of making other people uncomfortable? We have to start listening to ourselves. And believe me, it's hard. I, I take my own advice and I go back in every day and try to hear what I'm saying that might create something negative for someone else. Then we have to think about before we listen, how we listen. Are you multitasking? Are you on the computer? Are you doing 20 things at once? And someone gets the message they aren't important enough for you to stop and give them your attention. A child wants to play with you, but if you're on your cell phone, they know you're not really paying attention. So we listen with our eyes our ears, our body language, and then can you repeat what someone said or did your mind wander? We have to pull our mind in and be mindful of this moment. And when we listen, listen with your heart, listen with your mind, and be very present because it is a gift. So listening requires, it's a lot of skills to be a good listener But I love what a a retired physician said. He said, the end of my life, I hope that they'll say, I was a good listener. As I asked him in the book, what do you hope people remember about you? Because he said, he was a remarkable doctor. And he said, I hope that they'll say, I was above all, I was a good listener. That really hit home for me. Because Mm. fast talk... Or do we listen? So I'm going to ask you a question, Simran. Is, how do you love out loud? What does loving out loud mean to you in your personal life and professional life? What does it mean that we can learn from? Hmm. I would say that the way I love out loud has to do with words. Um, first and foremost, it has to do with presence. I like to put everything down and really be with an individual. I love to speak my words of affection or acknowledgement or celebration. And I love to move it into giving gifts. So it kind of expands. It starts slow and then it it builds in that way. So I really resonated with your book in, in many ways because this to me is a culture. It is a lifestyle. It is a spiritual practice. It is a way of continuous prayer. 
and communion with everyone and everything around us, which is really, really, really beautiful. And it, it keeps that state of gratitude in place. And that is another part of your book. You talk a lot about gratitude and being in a place of thankfulness or an attitude of gratitude, but also you speak about the specificity that it requires us to be very specific about our gratitude when we are sharing it. Talk a little bit more about what you mean when you say we have to be very specific. Well, first of all, I love how you view this um, practice because you, you, you've taken it to a higher level because you have really connected with loving out loud as a, as a way to communicate in life and to, to move through life. You know, at work, at home, there's a chapter on volunteering, on, on loving out loud at work. But when we talk about loving out loud and being specific, to answer your question in a very um, uh, focused way, I like to think about if I thank someone for unloading the dishwasher. Let's take a simple, everyday little moment. I thank you for unloading the dishwasher. But I'm irritated that there was water all over the glasses and you, you put the glasses where the plates go and so forth. You're just going to get someone emptying the dishwasher. But if you really want to thank someone and reinforce what they did, then notice the details, which would be, thank you for unloading the dishwasher. It, everything is spotless. There's no water on the counter. Um, everything is in its place. Boy, you've made my life easy. Thanks a lot. So, I only went a little further down the road with my words, but what I did was I painted a picture with words, and I said, I'm going to reflect what you did with a mirror as I thank you so that you know that I noticed how much trouble or how far you went to help do a good job. Wow, you can put your signature on that one. So you see we start talking about understanding that when we are specific, we're more likely to repeat something. If you just say, thank you for, um, you know, watering my plants, it's, you know, first of all, you gave life and breath to the plant. It looks so beautiful. You know, all the leaves are, are just looking better and healthier, and thanks for saving the day. See, I think what I'm saying here about being specific, and we know this from Children and behavior, behavioral psychology teaches us when we are specific with our praise, our feedback, and we utilize it in a loving, kind manner, the individual who receives it, whether you're a three-year-old, five, or, or 55, or 95, an individual knows how they are appreciated, what they did that you wish to see happen again. There's an enormous amount of language we never say or we say with too few words. But that is why being specific, because you will re- you'll get the repetition of the act you comment on. So that's the same with if you notice something very negative and you reinforce it and you say it over and over. Um, hurry up, stop, don't do that, don't say that you're not teaching anyone anything other than a little bit of frustration. So we have to learn how to slow down and notice each other 
and be very intentional in our with our words. We are about to go to commercial break, and I'd love to dive into tonality when we get back, Robin, because I think there's an undercurrent of what you were speaking of that has a lot to do with our tone that we may or may not be conscious of. So I look forward into diving into that in our next segment. Whether you own a business or work for someone else or from home, you can be in the business of kindness. Bring your best self wherever you go and in the process, transform your life at work. From initiating an employee volunteer program at your place of business to mentoring another or asking to be mentored by someone you admire, you can have an impact at your place of work. You can show up kinder than necessary, over-deliver and do your best, and leave things better than you found them, envisioning the ways things should be every single day. This is from the book, Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word by Robin Spiesman, New York Times bestselling author. You can find out more at her website, robinspiesman.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-S-P-I-Z-M-A-N.com. She is a popular keynote speaker and has appeared in media for over three decades. Uh, you definitely want to get connected to her and find out more about this amazing little book, Loving Out Loud. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you want more? more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. 
Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Did you know that kind kids are more at ease socially and learn lifelong positive people-pleasing skills? All parents want their child to be kind-natured, but the moment another child is not nice to theirs, it can feel disheartening. The power of kindness begins at a very early age, and the benefits are staggering. Children who possess good-hearted tendencies often exhibit leadership qualities and attract more friends at an earlier age. What's wonderful about kindness is that it is a skill that can be learned. Children have many opportunities to learn kindness from you. You are their very first teacher. Kindness is learn, a learned response that makes the world and their world a brighter place. Parents who make uh, consider making other people's feelings a priority can attest to how these actions are modeled by their children. When you make engaging in kindness a part of your daily life, children are more likely to follow suit and truly enjoy being nice. This is part of Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word by Robin Spiesman. There is a section that teaches you how to support your children in loving out loud, how to pass it through generations, how to allow it to unfold within the workplace, and many different tools and skills and little steps in building a practice of loving out loud in your own life your family, and your community. Welcome back, Robin. I ended the last segment wanting to talk a little bit about tonality. That is a subtle effect that sometimes it is easy to be very unconscious of. And we can say nice words sometimes, but the tone underneath it can send a different message energetically or tonally. Um, So how important or how uh, in regard to our listening, in regard to our shifting to loving out loud, do we really tap into that tone and start to make sure that the tone is also in alignment with the words and the actions that we're wanting to put out? This is a really important topic because loving out loud talks a lot about how we hear ourselves, how we hear others. So your tonal quality can actually be loving. It can be kind because if you slow down, if you go very fast, you're a bull in a china shop and then people just realize that you're in a hurry and that, you know, you're going from place to place, person to person, and they don't necessarily feel the connection with individuals that move that fast because you are, you're going at the speed of light. Your tonal quality as the speed of your voice is also very important to slow down and to really think about calling someone by their name. And we all can think of perhaps a time when someone called our name and it was Robin and we knew we might be in trouble, like we were in elementary school or something. So the tonal quality tells us a lot, tells us if someone's angry at us, impatient with us, um, wants to rush us, or they're really there present in a loving way, a kind way, and they're intentional. So... When you use your voice to reflect your feelings, your voice gets a little bit more melodic and you think about what you're about to say a little bit more thoughtfully. So the tonal quality is really special. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to realize you have a lot of different voices. There's a voice when you're at a football game cheering on the players. There's a voice when you are, are cheerleading for a grandchild and clapping loudly. There's a voice when you are impatient. So which voice do you have 
in which voice do you enjoy most? Hearing yourself. And so I think that tonal quality is important. And then we can move towards even, besides our tonal quality, our body language, our intentions, how we talk to someone. Do you do they feel like you're talking down to them? Do they feel like they're invisible? You look straight through them. And our voices and our actions say so much. So this is an important question. Thank you for asking that. You've brought up the senses, both in the last segment and this segment, about seeing a person a certain way or... or Um, all of the different ways that we utilize our senses. So it seems to me that loving out loud, when we really embody it through the various senses that we possess, that what we're giving out to someone else actually becomes a gift to the self because we get to know ourselves better. We get to become more embodied. We get to become more grounded. We get to use and utilize all of our senses in the process. And you speak a little bit about the senses within the book. Do you have anything further to add around that? Well, I think that the, the senses, um, the five senses, are such a wonderful way to think about loving out loud. And when we, because if I, I even included in the book my grandmother's most amazing strudel recipe. And when I bake it, it's filled with love and memories and tradition. And everyone who tastes it knows it was lovingly home-baked. So what I want to say today is whether you dance or sing or bake or garden, we love out loud in so many different ways. And when we use the senses with music, oh, there's some information about a musical you know, um, experience from a musicologist and some famous individuals who talk about the, the songs of love and how we can em, embrace music to really love out loud. So this book really celebrates the, the gamut of what it means to love out loud across generations, about not putting kindness on hold, and mastering the art of appreciation. So as the show begins to wrap up, you, you talk, Simran, about live your greatness. I mean... On your website, I am Simron. I am impressed because your conversations with the universe are about creating a ripple of effect. And each one of us can do that. Begin by the next thing you do today after listening to this show is to call someone you haven't called, you were missed to call, you might have missed a birthday, you feel bad. Give all that up and and take action because love is action. And that action of, I'm sorry, I wasn't at my best the other day. I hope you'll forgive me, but I heard what you said. I'll try to, to just be a little gentler. You know, in our conversation, I was a little rough. Thanks for understanding. And then also today, I want to add one more thing. Some problems a book can't solve, and certainly there are many. So professional help sometimes is needed to help sort things out, whether it's a life coach, a psychologist, a psychotherapist. The book is filled with experts' advice and insights. Really, they're insights on how to get connected to people you wish to know better in a deeper way, in a kinder way. Because happiness comes from grace, from really selflessness, not selfishness. 
from giving with graciousness versus expecting personal payback. It comes from a little self-forgetfulness versus focusing on myself and what I want. And this came from Bruce Blythe, and he is an absolutely amazing individual who is in crisis management and a behavioral psychologist, and he really talks about that happiness is not passive or self-centered. Happiness comes from active pursuits that make the world a better place because you were in it. That is loving out loud. Mm, You began the show talking about and giving celebration and honor to your parents about how they raised you and really brought this type of culture through your family, but also how how you had to grieve their loss in that period of time where they both passed. Do you have suggestions for loving someone out loud who is going through a difficult time in their life, whether it is loss or whether they've you know, lost a job or whether they've gone through some type of trauma? What are some ways that individuals can support others that maybe are not family members, maybe they're friends, maybe they're coworkers, but that they realize are going through a difficult time rather than just staying silent or turning aside to let the person deal with it themselves. All right. This is probably the most important part of the entire show at this very second. So if you are someone going through a difficult time, it's very important to recognize it's a strength to learn to ask for help. It's not a weakness. You are not burdening another soul by asking for help. When you are specific and you say what help looks like, people are able to help you. But that becomes, again, being specific. How might someone help you today? On the flip side, if you know someone who might need help, asking how may I help you and asking them what does it look like Can you share with me what I might do to contribute some support, to lift you up, to uplift you? Because it would be, it'd be my honor. I give honor to, I give honor to my parents every day when I do something kind for someone else. But we really have to look at the world is suffering. There's so much going around that needs our attention and help. So what, what might you do with your time, your talents, and even your treasures, if you're fortunate in that way? What might you do to impact a life because you were here? And I think that this book, do your, you know, the, the, the book, Loving Out Loud, and, and really the power of a kind word, is also about a lot of self-preservation and self-care. And so when you wake up and you think about how are you caring for the vessel that carries you through life, your body, your mind, what are your thoughts? The thought process takes a lot of work to not awfulize or catastrophize or being unproductive or negative. And you actually make things worse when you replay those thoughts. So waking up and finding one good thing, one little good thing, one small good thing, it is such a powerful awareness 
that it might become a, a habit. And at the end of the day, before you go to sleep, a, a woman told me yesterday at the speech I gave, she said she thinks of five blessings at the, at, at, before she goes to bed every night and thinks even if it's little and it's been a difficult, awful day because her husband was going through cancer and it's been really rough time, she still thinks of five things that went right, little blessings. And she said it helps her have a peaceful night and then tomorrow's a new day. So that's how we love out loud. Every day is a new chance to go be a better version of ourselves and live a more loving out loud life. Mm, thank you, Robin, for sharing uh, this beautiful book, Loving Out Loud, The Power of a Kind Word, and for taking the time to be with me and my listeners today. It has been a delight. In all of Robin's research for Loving Out Loud, women seem to be more conscious of the need to be nurtured out loud, to be appreciated and validated. However, men desired the same level of appreciation. It's just that men did not have the role models that encouraged emoting. In return, Robin met many men and women who feared rejection and did not love out loud either. To get men to emote more, or anyone who is inward or introverted for that matter, get creative. In her book, she lists many different ways that you can learn to love out loud, that you can support those that are in your family, those that are friends, co-workers, and those that are in our world. Definitely pick up the book. Find out more about Robin at her website robinspeisman.com you can find the link in the bio on the show page next week my guest is Kim Friedmutter and we will be talking about subconscious power using the subconscious mind to live the life of your dreams until then I am Simran in love of love with love and as love be well thank you for opening your mind to a new reality Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.